No, that sounds like a porno. No, right, let's move on. Cancel, cancel. Yeah, move it on, move it on. Getting really practical, I suppose, and and using you as the example. (laughs) But put me on the spot. I'm in the hot seat. (laughs) Welcome to How to Take the Lead, the podcast where we challenge the myths and stereotypes of what it means to be a leader today and help you to succeed in post without compromise. I'm Lee Griffith. And I'm Carrie-Anne Wade. And together we will be your guides, questioning everything we've ever learned about leadership, sharing our experiences along the way, and inspiring you to make a real impact in your role. Visit housetakethelead.com for show notes, past episodes, and to join our community. Enjoy this episode. So we're back for another episode of How to Take the Lead. Good afternoon, Carrie-Anne. How are you feeling this fine week? I am good. Thank you very much, Lee. I'm feeling all right. I feel like time is whizzing by faster than the speed of light. But otherwise, I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? I thought you, when you first started talking, I thought you were going to say, I feel like chicken tonight. I don't know why that was uh, <laughs> a very niche yeah. reference there. For yeah. No, and we're always showing our age on this blooming podcast with our niche weird references to stuff on TV and magazines and things board games uh i don't i actually am having chicken tonight if you're interested (laughs) but um not the chicken tonight tonight if that makes sense do they still even do that is that still a thing no idea i've got it lined up with things like fray bentos pies do they still i think they still exist yeah yeah Yeah. sort of easy something in a jar just it and go. Yeah, chicken tonight. I saw someone reference Smash the other day and I definitely thought that that was an 80s, like left in the 80s, but someone was definitely... This powdered mashed potato mm-hmm. vibes. Mm-hmm. Oh, did not yeah. know that was a thing. Every, anyway, everything's sorry. having a come, Everything from our youth is having a comeback, <laughs> it would seem. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, nobody cares what I'm having for dinner. How's your week been, Lee? <laughs> My week's been good. It's been a good week. We're at, it's kind of hump day today, isn't it? When we're recording this, yes. so we're we're at that mid midpoint of the week where it's either going to go up or down. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I love and on a cliff edge. We've not got a sense which way it's going to go. So you've left <laughs> us hanging there, Lee. So next episode, I'm going to be checking in. <laughs> Did it it go up or did it go down? (laughs) So if you are new to the podcast or you're watching us for the first time on YouTube, hello, um, please do hit subscribe, follow whatever the button says on your device so that you keep getting this fantastic leadership chat that we are demonstrating so clearly as we open this episode. (laughs) Um, Join our Substack community if you haven't already. That's where we kind of old school blogging style, just having a bit of a non-verbal chit chat about leadership stuff. So if that's that's your thing, come and join us there. Uh, Our reading list's still available. We love a leadership recommendation, leadership book recommendation, I should say. That's available if you sign up to the community. Absolutely. There might be some new lists coming for a new year, potentially, just to zhuzh things up a little bit, keep things exciting. 
Yeah. Tell us, tell us if we were to do a leadership list, what would you want us to list? Mm. That's that could be a good challenge for yeah. this episode. I had in my head TV programs that are weirdly about leadership without being oh. about leadership. But you know, that you was know just, I love that. I know. Well, that was just in my head. But we want to respond to listeners' needs yeah. and the style of listening and and engaging and understanding what our stakeholders want. Let's uh, let's throw it open to the listeners. What I mean, I could be? do a whole list of of TV recommendations just based around murder she wrote. So <laughs> that might be too niche for this audience. But if there yeah. is, if, if my fellow kin are out there and want that let me know i mean if there are fellow kin out there for you i've got the sense there might be a third podcast on the horizon <laughs> just very nichely about that okay <laughs> i'm gonna have this in my i'm gonna be distracted all episode now while i try and think about what that podcast needs to be called jessica does leadership no that sounds like a porno no right let's move on <laughs> cancel <laughs> cancel yeah move it on move it on <laughs> Today's episode, right, so we, we've kind of, I think, touched on this already in the two episodes that have already been happened, been happened. Great English there. The two episodes that we've already broadcast and published in this series uh, have touched on this topic, but I want to delve a little deeper into leadership strategy. And I don't mean your organisational strategy, though obviously you do need one of those too, and that's a whole other topic. I'm talking about your personal strategy as a leader. So this is one of the three cogs. I'm going to go for cogs. This, this Ooh, we're having cogs this series. Yeah. We've had buckets before. Now we're having yeah. cogs. Love it. This is this is one of three cogs that I think is essential for leaders to consider if they're going to make the right impact in their role. So for me, having that clarity in your leadership strategy is like the most important thing because it's how you determine how you operate in your post, how you operate in your organization. It's how you define what your approach is going to be, what your style is, what your values are. It's basically your vision for what you want to achieve and how you're going to achieve it as a leader. And as I say, we've kind of touched on this already in in a couple of the past episodes, but I really want to focus in on this because I think we can get too caught up in organisational strategy and all of that kind of stuff and that you lose the essence of you and what you want to achieve as a leader. So carry on, what, what's your views? Does does having a personal leadership strategy vary from from an organisational leadership one? And, you know, is, is it something that you've seen? Um, it's definitely different. So having a leadership strategy is definitely different from having an organisational strategy and where the organisational strategy is there to set the direction of travel for the organisation, the goals, the targets, kind of where the organisation is heading. For me, if you are a leader in that organisation, having your own personal leadership strategy is really important because I feel like that's very much part of the how you get there like mm-hmm. how is that going to be delivered it's almost for me like the human part of that and actually yeah. you could move to a different organization that's got a different organizational strategy but actually your personal leadership strategy might not change that much because it's really about who you are and your approach as a leader and being really clear about that and how you're going to implement that so that was definitely my kind of first thoughts in that space yeah. One of the things that I often talk about with um, leaders and if anyone's listened to my my other podcast, you'll have heard little, me mention little plug it. plug there, love it. 
Leaders with Impact podcast here then podcast here then (laughs) but um, as a leader you're going to be suited for certain types of either situations or certain types of organisations and over time you will figure out where you thrive and all of that I think becomes part of your strategy when you go for new roles for example the, the the this is who I am and this is this is what I offer which is kind of what you were saying there Carrie Anne so how consciously have you thought about your personal leadership strategy and approach? I would say I've been thinking about this and I would say I probably probably for longer than I would initially recognize but I probably yeah. wouldn't have seen it at the time as being consciously focused on my own personal leadership strategy. So yeah. I think probably from my point of view now looking back with hindsight, where some of that started was recognising and learning from other leaders that I've worked with and been around. So as I've been progressing through my own leadership journey, maybe thinking about like the the styles of leader that have really got the best out of me and maybe those who've inadvertently or maybe even on purpose got got the worst out of me Mm. and kind of reflecting back on my own leadership approach and style and going like oh yeah for me like that resonates and I'm going to be intentional in terms of being more like that because that suits me as a person and I'm going to intentionally do less of that because I don't think that is really particularly motivational but I don't think when I was thinking those things at the time I thought oh that's about my personal um, leadership strategy but I think as I've become more experienced and you touched on sort of understanding maybe what your strengths are as a leader I think there's something in there about understanding sort of your own values and what's important to you I think I have been more intentional with the leadership strategy mostly focused on trying to get the best out of the people that I'm leading um, yeah. for the organization that I'm in so that's probably been about thinking about what's important for me and how I feel like I can be the best leader. So things that are important to me are around collaboration, compassion, authenticity, integrity. And I've been looking to create those conditions, I guess, as I've evolved and developed as a leader. And then I've made some conscious decisions about actually where sometimes my leadership style and approach doesn't fit that maybe that's not the right place for me and that's not to say you can't be adaptable as a leader but I do think there are some things that are really intrinsic to how you might approach your leadership strategy and what feels good for you that you're actually Mm. going to be able to deliver on which means sometimes you will make those different decisions which is actually this isn't the space for me now and and for example I know part of my personal leadership strategy is always about growth and development of the team that I'm leading. I feel like that's actually what I'm really good at. I'm good at growing and developing people and teams and sometimes doing that from scratch. So actually, I've been naturally drawn to roles and organisations where that opportunity has been there to enable me to enact that that kind of leadership strategy, I guess. So yeah, that's mm. some of my own initial thoughts and reflections around that space for me personally how about you 
Oh, you've got a well, question. Yeah, Fine. no, I was going to say. At me. <laughs> I was going to say how how has it driven the, your job search? I suppose because I do think this is part of the positioning that you do when you're applying for roles and you're thinking about career development. Your strategy is about aligning up your USP with what an organisation might be seeking. So yeah, so how, th- how's that worked? I think that's something about the research that you do into those organisations, isn't it? And so there's something for me about some of my um, personal sort of drivers and values definitely align themselves better to uh, public sector, voluntary sector, more that kind of service based Mm. space rather than maybe a more cutthroat or my perception of that's terrible to say, isn't it? But maybe a more corporate sector that's perhaps more financially driven. So I feel like my leadership is maybe better suited um, to organisations that are more about providing service for people um, than perhaps anything else. So that's definitely um, maybe driven some of my career choices and, and my professional growth. And then I think there's also been something about really under trying to understand as best you can. You don't really know this until you go into an organisation, do you? But understanding what the leadership team and the culture and the ethos of the organisation that you're going to be a leader in is is really like as best you can. Like sometimes you might be, you know, a bit blindsided by something that you weren't expecting, but actually being able to kind of understand what are other people's perceptions of this organisation? Um, you know, how do people feel about working there or receiving a service from that organisation? And then kind of weighing up like what's my value add going to be in that space because sometimes there won't necessarily feel like there is one and then you kind Mm. of think okay will I be able to have impact and there is something for me about understanding that everyone in that leadership space that you're going into has probably got their own leadership strategy and approach and style and while you want the alignment personally for me I don't want to work with a whole set of people who are exactly like me because I feel like that challenge won't be there and that diversity of thinking won't be there so as much as there might be certain other types of leaders that I definitely wouldn't want to work with because I would find it far too challenging I don't want to work with lots of people who are just going to operate and have the same leadership strategy as I've got because that might feel like there's no sort of grit in the oyster or I don't know if I've got the right saying now am I doing lead? but you know what I mean you need that bit of challenge to kind of yeah. keep you motivated and energized I think and thinking differently yeah I think that's why you it doesn't matter if there is a misalignment I suppose between an organizational strategy and your leadership strategy as long as you aren't fundamentally opposed yes. <laughs> I think that's the thing you you can have I'm trying to think of an example where there has been a mismatch a little bit and there isn't one that's coming immediately to mind, but I'm thinking of there there can be leaders, I don't know, maybe maybe an organisation's really into growth, but your leadership strategy is around how do I get growth through nurturing so I don't focus on the that growth per se. I focus on how do I get the best out of people and, and a byproduct of that will be growth. I don't know, that. Yeah. It's probably not the best example, but I do think... I had a don't... similar one in my head about change. Like if the mm. organisational strategy is about like a turnaround or a change, but actually your leadership strategy is something about trying to keep things more settled and on an even keel and like balance for people that that might be quite, that's not quite the right description, but that might be quite challenging because you're probably not going to be operating 
in a space where that feels comfortable and that you feel able to have impact yeah and I think that's that's the nuance you need to be mindful of of the scale of misalignment so we've talked about different leaders are, are suited for different situations so part of your strategy is that awareness of knowing what type of leader you are and where you're going to thrive in what types of conditions and then that becomes your USP so some leaders are people who will I'm I'm the turnaround leader I'm just going to come in I'm going to do short short action and, and I'm going to get results but then I'm going to exit pretty quickly because I'm not the one that's going to stick around and nurture and, and do build sustain. culture and, yeah um, you'll need a different kind of leader for that. So part of your positioning of your leadership strategy is understanding, well, I'm this kind of person versus that kind of person and aligning how you talk about yourself with what the goals might be of an organisation and and identifying, I suppose, what the extent of risk they want to take on you as your leadership approach, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And there will always be that level of risk involved, won't there? Like for the organisation and then you personally, but also for you going into a group of leaders who maybe might be more established in that organisation or you might be challenging some of, of their thinking. And like I said, you know, you were talking about what, what approach has been that have worked for us as much as you can try and do your research and, and understand where that fit might be or where that misalignment potentially might be and work out whether that's okay. Just sometimes you just won't know until you're in that in that space and it's all working itself through because sometimes that misalignment, like you say, if it's not a huge amount, doesn't matter because there's someone else in that leadership team with you who can do the bit that's mm. you know their skill or their expertise or where their strengths lie where yours don't and that's okay and I think sometimes you have to think about that when you're building your own team so I think about that a lot when I build teams and I'm thinking about who might be the right fit to be in a deputy position for me for example because there will have to be some alignment but actually their leadership strategy can be different to mine it doesn't have to be the same because again you want that bit of rub sometimes and that bit of constructive challenge that that will bring. So if someone's listening to this and they're knowing that perhaps they're not being very clear with their people, so maybe they're not bringing people together around a vision, they might be giving mixed messages about who they are, um, they may be struggling to define what sets them apart from, from other leaders. How, how do you start to go about getting that clarity around you and your strategy? I think for me, if you're thinking about how you start to work out what your leadership strategy should be, you do have to do that in a sort of self work, Mm. if I'm honest. I think you do have to be clear, for example, on what your values are and uh, how you might be demonstrating those values, because it's really easy to say your values are like, you know, want collaboration, compassion, all of those things. But actually, you pro- probably have to start questioning and seeking, so we have talked about this before, seeking some feedback to work out whether that is actually how you are coming across. And it's not just a tick box mm. of me saying all these things. Actually, do I deliver on those things from a, a values point of view? I think you have to think about how you are articulating your vision um, and test that out with people um find out if that's landing i mean first of all you have to obviously be clear what your vision is and i think that's really linked to 
um, your purpose. And I think we talked in a previous episode, even in this series about your why, understanding your why I think is is quite important, but it's also important to be able to articulate that to people in a way that matters to them. And it's something that we've talked about before when we've entered teams as new leaders but there is something about understanding the sort of stakeholder needs and and testing testing that out through the lens of your own leadership strategy so actually Mm. what you know and and that's the the conversation I think we were just starting to have around you know what do these people need from me as a leader and is that something that I'm able to deliver on or not and being able to accept that maybe it's okay if it isn't a different type of leadership is required that might not sit comfortably with you. So that's how you make some of those decisions. But I think once you're starting to think about those things around your personal values, vision, purpose, the next step is then to create that intent. So are you, is everything that you're doing intentional in terms of demonstrating and delivering on that leadership strategy that you're starting to define for yourself because Mm. if it isn't then something doesn't feel quite right there I would say yeah yeah it can sound really grand or what's your leadership strategy but it's just it is just like an organizational or program strategy you know you need to have that vision you need to have objectives you need to be clear on what your measures are so you know what your outcomes that you're seeking to you need to have some tactics you need to be clear on your messaging you need to be able to then map that out and go right well you know if if if, for example if you are starting in a new role and it could be well my leadership strategy for my first 100 days is going to be by that by the end of the 100 days I want to have heard and understood the concerns of my organization I want to have a clear roadmap of how we're going to define what the organizational strategy is going to be I want to have met the key stakeholders or whatever it could be and then that broken down so it's it's really really intentional to the point that you will be able to measure the impact that you're having and I think yeah there are a couple of things that came into my head as you were talking there and one is about that measurement so actually you also have to build in those opportunities to evaluate how it is going and actually Mm does something need a tweak have you been too focused on one part of your leadership strategy and ignored another bit that actually needs you to invest some more time and energy in it how is it landing with people how are people feeling about the way in which you're leading them are you are they getting the results you wanted them to get through your leadership so I think that evaluation and sort of measurement point is really important and then you know, I know you talk about it a lot, Lee, with your 100-day plan um, conversations, but I think, you know, there's something for me, and I was going to say there was an example of a chief exec who I know you know well um, in the NHS, uh, Laura Scaife-Knight, who Mm. uh, started a new job in a new organisation and uh, talked about her intentions for her first 100 days quite publicly on her social Mm. media channels Mm. and then published her 100 day report which was her findings from what she set out to achieve and and I think that's the other bit there is absolutely no point and this does not matter if it's your own personal leadership strategy an organizational strategy or any other form of strategy in between if you're not able to communicate that strategy and you're not signaling to people that you are operating with intent to deliver on that yeah what's the blooming point in having one it just becomes a document or thoughts in your head or whatever that's just filed away and you've done a huge amount of work investing in it but then you're not actually keeping it alive 
So yeah. that being able to communicate what your strategy is, is as important as when we've talked about communicating your vision, you know, giving clarity around direction of travel. Like I think it's as important to be able to get comfortable in talking about what your leadership strategy is with people yeah. that you are yeah. working with. That's that's absolutely why I see it as a cog, because for me, the three cogs are that that complete clarity on what your leadership strategy is then that piece around self-leadership and i i mean by that how are you executing your um leadership strategy what are the boundaries you're setting how are you working how are you organizing in yourself and and the, the people around you and then the communications being the third cog so if if you're not communicating those other two things and you're not giving clarity around those things then you're not going to take people with you and you need all three of those to be moving in harmony for you to have the right impact in, in a leadership role yeah absolutely I, yeah, I don't disagree with you I think that's really important and like you say they don't it like none of that really works if you take one bit out no so it's so interwoven isn't it and we, we've talked a lot about you know clarity you need to give as a leader and how to communicate better as a leader so absolutely I can see how that all works so definitely for me it's about that you know once you've done that work to determine what your leadership strategy might look and feel like and what it actually is it's that kind of delivery of it and acting within being you know being intentional to operate in the way that you've set out um Mm -hmm. from, from the point of view of your leadership strategy getting really practical i suppose and and using you as the example <laughs> but oh, how put me on the spot i'm in the hot seat <laughs> how how much uh, we talk about intentionality we talk about awareness we talk about all this stuff how much time and space are you giving to the development and evolution of your leadership strategy oh if I, i'll be really honest because what's the point in having this conversation if you're not not as much as I probably should be. And Mm -hmm. I think that's probably one of the challenges that leaders face because they get so caught up in everything else that's happening in their organisation that they maybe don't feel like they are able to or often don't feel like they should because maybe it feels a bit selfish because you're talking about you as a person aren't you like individually mm. um making the space to do that reflection that monitoring that checking in mm. I, I don't I think sometimes you feel a bit of guilt about making that time to do that but I think it is absolutely crucial to do I have to say I probably do it better and I, I don't know if this is going to make sense when I say it I probably do it better in the space in which I operate through cat's pajamas as my business than I do maybe in my day job and I think Mm. that's I don't know I think I carve out more time in that space to be intentional around you know being really open about trying to demonstrate what my values are for example as part of my leadership strategy so people are clear like what I stand for as as a leader and as an individual and I think maybe on reflection I could do more of that in my day job space because actually that would be helpful for for my team and my team's own growth and obviously the broader organization so I think yeah as you've said it and put me in the hot seat I'm starting Mm -hmm. to think like how can I weave this more into just how I operate as a leader rather than it being right in x you know once every four or whatever it is once a month I'm going to set time aside to 
spend a good chunk of time being focused on that. It's about how do you actually make it part of your business as usual. So every day you're kind of checking in on this. And there are probably a subconscious ways that you are doing that through yeah. feedback from other people where you think, oh, that reflects on me because I clearly haven't articulated my vision properly or whatever. And so you do make those small tweaks and adjustments and you're probably not aware that you're doing it. But we've talked a lot, haven't we, in how to take the lead about carving out that time to deliver as a leader and like understand what you're all about and reflect and learn and grow and so I think it's definitely important to do and I am conscious that I make time to do it but I guess it's about flipping that to go I shouldn't be making time to do it it should just be part of how you operate every day yeah yeah it can feel a bit grandiose can't it go I need to work on my leadership strategy actually for people watching there was a great expression there for those on the podcast sorry but that was a brilliant face Lee (laughs) but it's it's that sense of you know it doesn't need to be this you don't you don't need a document that you put on your shelf never to look at again it is it is all about intentionality of showing up and it could be as simple as look what's 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 my end game and what are the stepping stones I'm going to do to get to the end game, whatever that might be. Yeah. Over the, And then reflections at the end of each week around how am I showing up as a leader this week? <laughs> and, and do I feel comfortable with this? And we do lots of things, don't we, generally in life around things like gratitude journaling and all of that kind of, you know, what three things am I grateful for this week, this day, whatever. But actually you could very easily build into a daily practice something around leadership for sure. And and there's even things where I have started to uh, think about how I manage my time during the week and and having my like three non-negotiables of the week and actually if other stuff doesn't happen those three non-negotiables are really important and actually they don't those three non-negotiables don't have to be really operational things they Mm -hmm. could be about okay this week I need to prioritize working with my team and being really clear on setting out my vision because I feel like I haven't done that very well recently or that things have shifted and I've not articulated that so those sorts of things should be part of like what you want to achieve in a week it shouldn't just be like make sure I've got the budget set and sorted you know like all the really operational stuff that might be part of your role but but you say like budget setting why would you be focusing on budget setting if you're not clear on what the outcome you're trying to achieve like we could jump into the execution of of the operational detail without ever tying it back up and this is where i think your leadership strategy is is the anchor that you can keep returning back to because you're going right you know the decisions i've made this week are they aligned with where we need to go to and if they're not aligned to or they're the types of things I, sh- I don't need to be making decisions about, then I've got a bigger question about how am I prioritising my time? What am I focusing on? All of that kind yeah. of stuff. And I think that can be part of your leadership strategy, can't it? About actually doing that check-in that you are spending your time as a leader on what you should be spending your time on as a leader. And that's part of being intentional as well, isn't it? And And I've definitely noticed that recently for me, I have been... I have shifted my strategy around that because for various reasons, I have found myself and others in my own leadership team 
that thing we hate, getting into the weeds of stuff and being far too operational and having to do that self-check going, actually, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to be solving the problem. I've got trusted people whose job it is to do that. I'm here to be up here thinking about the longer term strategy and actually those weedy things that people are dealing with down here. What's the impact they're going to have into the future, for example. So I think you can do those check-ins for yourself, can't you, where you might just go, I'm drifting away from my leadership strategy a bit here and I just need to pull myself back into it. And there might be actual actions you have to take to do that, like Mm. delegate more, give decision-making to other people when it's not a decision you need to be involved in. So, And some of that will be really complex because there might be a whole host of reasons in the background why that creep or or shift away from your strategy has started to happen but actually being conscious of that and aware of it and being able to start having those conversations even just with yourself is is quite helpful space to be in yeah great well we're getting to the end of our time and I could be talking about this for forever well I do talk about this every day because it's my job but (laughs) that aside we need to wrap up this episode because people need to get on and do the doing so um Heading to our how-tos, I suppose, what one action do you think someone could take following our conversation today to help them to get clarity on defining what their leadership strategy is? Does there have to be one or can I have two? (laughs) It's like, sorry, I'm not following the rules. Um, I definitely think there's something for me about taking some time to yourself initially to start particularly if you've maybe not considered yourself as having a leadership strategy before to actually do some of that work about defining what that might need to look like for you and I think you will need to get input into that at some point some of that will be the testing it out with people some of it might be through a coach like yourself Lee or a mentor just um to kind of maybe support you to think a bit differently if leadership strategy hasn't been something that you've really um, dealt with before. So I think it would be about, you know, posing some of those questions to yourself and really challenging yourself about what that might look like. And I also think maybe identify, because the bit for me is about the acting with intent. So Mm -hmm. maybe look to identify some leaders, maybe who are high profile in the public sphere, or maybe people that you work with yourself where actually when you consider it, you can see that they are actually enacting their own leadership strategy. Because I think you can tell who those people are that you work with or that you see in the public domain and maybe start to get a sense from them about how they might be actually doing it. What, what like, how are they showing up? Why, why do you get the sense that they're very clear on what their leadership strategy is and how are they acting with intent? And that they might be people you have the opportunity to have a conversation with about that. But if not, maybe just observe some of that and see what that looks like and feels like for you. Um, so that you can start to, to think about you operating in a similar sort of space. Yeah. Fantastic. I think that's really useful. The only thing I would add to build on what you've said is it goes back to impact for me. So ask yourself, what's the impact I want to make in my role, in my organisation, whatever it might be, and then compare that against what's the impact you think you're having and test that a little bit and to see where the gap is and start then you can be more conscious and intentional in in trying to close it 
And I think that's a really good one for people who have have been a leader somewhere for a long time, because I guess it's easy, isn't it, to focus on that if you're new in this space, what's your strategy going to be? But actually, Mm -hmm. even if you've got one or you've never had one, there's always opportunity as a leader to revisit and refresh. So I think that's a really good, good piece of advice, Lee. Perfect. Well, thank you. That was a quick, quick whiz through, but we will be back next week with more how to take the lead in stuff. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit follow to make sure you get the next episode. And if today's discussion resonated, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We also have our Substack community where you can get behind the scenes info, ask us anything sessions and build your network with like-minded leaders. Visit howtotakethelead.substack.com to find out more. And if you want to work with us to challenge and change leadership in your organisation, get in touch by dropping us an email, howtotakethelead at gmail.com or DM us on the socials. Until next week, get out there and take the lead.